0: morning to all of you, good morning to all of you. I see you're on your way in. God bless you on this beautiful, beautiful day. God bless you. My sister Bev, God bless you, precious. God bless you. Thank you so much. Peaceful woman, thank you, thank you. And for today, did I say that properly? God bless you. My daughter Kia, God bless you and welcome to being a part of the faith family. God bless you. Gwen Prophet, God bless you. Freddie, bless you, son. Bless you. Kim Sturdle, God bless you. God bless you. Josianna, I see you. Abdul, my son, God bless you. My great granddaughter, Brittany. Brittany Brown, God bless you. Elder, God bless you. I see you coming on. Lady Christine, God bless you. Lane Jameson, God bless you. As you're coming in, please make sure that you tag someone else to come in as well. My sister Jean, good morning. Co-Pastor Stacy, God bless you. Ramon, God bless you, son. My sister Karen, thank you, my big old angel. Of course, they're speaking to you as well, co. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. I'm seeing it waxing with Aggie. I see you. I got you. Thank you for being my friend this week. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. Tim, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Kaki, God bless you. Lynn Adams, good to see you on. Thank you so much. Pastor Barber, God bless you. Right where you are, just begin to give God glory, give him praise, bless him. Father, we bless you. We magnify you. We honor you today.
1: Thank you for giving us another beautiful, beautiful day. We honor you, Lord God. It's the day that you made. We're rejoicing, we're glad, and we know that you have prepared us for whatever has been prepared in this day. We're ready for whatever attacks the enemy brings. We're ready for whatever comes against us because we know that no weapon formed against us is going to be able to prosper. So we bless you. you. We honor you, Lord God. We bless you for every person that's coming on today. Father, your word says in Psalm 138, verse 8, Psalm 138, verse 8, that you will perfect that which concerns us. Everyone that's coming on now, settle their case. Settle their cases financially. Settle their case maritally. Settle their case materially settle their case, my father and my God, emotionally, mentally, but greatest of all, settle their case spiritually bring them into a perfect connection with you yes. as our father E.A. boyer was teaching us earlier today. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, that we'll go from grace to grace. That's why we're processing. We'll go from faith to faith. That's yes. why we're processing. Yes. We'll go from level to level. We'll go from strength to strength. Yes. And greatest yes. of all, we go from glory to glory.
0: Thank now, anyone
1: that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, let today be the day that marks a turning point in their life. Thank I don't you, care Lord. what level they are on, no matter yes. how low they may feel. Yes. Let them know by your word that you save not only from the guttermost, yes. but you save to the uttermost. You, you get all of the glory. The devil is put to shame in Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on right where you are at your own home. Sitting on the side of your bed with your pajamas on. I don't care where you are. Just give God a big hallelujah Hallelujah. and praise Him for another wonderful day. Hmm. I'm so grateful to be on. So glad to see all of you all that are coming on. I see you all grown up. I see you. Thank you so much. My daughter, the makeup artist to the
0: stars, Kim Lee, thank you so much for coming on, Precious. I love you. Love you yeah. love you love you thank you for your kindness towards me thank you lady Thanks, tabitha man. i appreciate you oh, yeah. coming on as well um i want to get into this word i am i have been
1: in great anticipation of getting into this word and going further with the phases and the stages of process where right now at level number five, we're at level five of process. Uh-huh. And some would say, well, Brother Divine, why do you keep on dwelling on process?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do you keep talking about process? Because mm-hmm. process makes reference to something being changed from so that it can be used to a greater level,
0: right. to
1: be changed from so it can be used at a greater level. And I believe I share with you the illustration of when wheat is harvested, that the farmer does not just go out into the field, pull up a stalk of wheat and put jam on it and say, I've got toast. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go out into the field, pull up a stalk of wheat and put icing on it and say, I've got cake. No, the wheat has to be process, it has to be broken down mm-hmm. to its lowest common denominator mm-hmm. so that it can be utilized or used at a greater dimension. And so when you and I are going through process, mm-hmm. or even those we are associated with are going through process, there is a transformation. There mm-hmm. is a metamorphosis that's going on with us so that we can be used to a greater dimension. Some people don't want wheat just straight out the ground because what are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. They can't take it out and eat it. It's got to have something done to it Mm -hmm. so that it's better. Are you ready for this? Some people can't handle you and I Mm -hmm. until we've been processed Mm -hmm. because the way that we are, we are too raw. The way that we are, we may be alive as wheat is, but nobody wants to taste us. Nobody wants to deal with the flavor that we're giving out because we're too raw. Uh, And many of us, many of us want people just take me as I am. No, 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 no. Folk aren't going to take you as you are because they can't do anything with you. As a matter of fact, You can't do anything with you until you are processed, until the best of you has been brought out. And I'm gonna lift up a little bit of that today because what process does, what process does as we've been dealing with Naaman and Naaman has just been the one who had the problem Mm -hmm. to expose the individuals in the process. Mm -hmm. Because you'll remember I shared with you that every time you wake up in the morning, Either you are going through process, and you are, or somebody you're tied into is going through process, and they are. Because if you get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you don't get up at 8 a.m. and make it to 9 a.m. without going to 8 o'clock and one second, 8 o'clock and two seconds, 8 o'clock and three seconds, and then 8.05, 8.05 and one second, 8.05 and two seconds, 8.05 and three seconds. Then you go to 8.06, Mm -hmm. 8.06 and one second. You don't jump over any of the numbers in order to get to nine. And then you start all over again, nine o'clock and one second, which means that every hour has minutes processing Mm -hmm. and every minute has seconds processing. And you have to go through every single level of process in order to, watch this, to not waste time or to miss moments or to miss something that God wants to happen within a certain amount of time. And likewise, many of us have really missed some great things because we wanted to jump over certain time. Well, I'm already already 30, I should be further by now. I'm already 50, I should be further by now. I'm already 60, I should be. Listen, if you missed it at 25, you can't jump to the wisdom of 60 by running past 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. You simply have to go through the process of moments and seconds and minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and most of us, one of, one of my spiritual sons, he said, and I think I told you all, he said, past the process should be a, 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 a crime. No one should have to go through process. Yeah, well, people who are in jail are going through process because of a crime they've convicted, they have been convicted of, and they've got to go through those things. And to try and to avoid process is going to leave you, get ready for this word, undone. I'm I'm pulling that up because it's kind of country. My grandmother would go ahead and she would take, you know, we would get the wheat out of the field and then we would have to go through the process of the wheat. Then after you did all the processing with the wheat and everything, you know, most times you just go to the store and buy flour, you know, but but you go through the process of it. And then she had to go through the sifting of the flour that she had because sometimes bugs Mm -hmm. were inside of it that you could not see but if you didn't get the little tiny bugs out you would go ahead and make your cupcakes Mm -hmm. make your rolls make your biscuits make your bread and you'd have bugs in it Mm -hmm. and you would go ahead and no amount of 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 icing on your cake is going to make up for a bug that you find inside of the cake no amount Mm -hmm. of homemade jam or marmalade is going to make up for the bug that you Mm -hmm. find in your biscuit and your cornbread. And many of us want to just jump over process, Mm -hmm. but then slap some icing on us. Oh, look at the job I got. Look at the clothes I've got. Look at the money I've got. Look at the house I live in. Look at what I, all of that, just for people to get close enough to you and realize you got some bugs. Mm -hmm. You you came from the store, but you didn't go through the sifting process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in order for all of the small bugs to be weeded out. Oh, so right. what process does is that number 1 process teaches you about you. Yes, right. Process teaches you and I about ourselves. That's the number one thing that process should teach you. Right. Secondly, process teaches you About
0: people. Okay.
1: Okay. Process number one, it teaches me about me. You know, I I find that when people get a little bit of Bible underneath their belt or learn something about temperaments or learn something about, you know, generational curses, they always want to use the Bible, the study of temperaments Mm -hmm. or the the knowledge of generational curses to point out to somebody else Mm -hmm. that this is your temperament. This is your demon. This is what's going on in your family line. But see, the first thing process teaches you is about you. Process teaches you about you. You know, I've used the illustration while we've been in this pandemic, in this shutdown, because that's what um, precipitated and caused this whole teaching on process, is that we're on lockdown. And my original and the origin concept that I dealt with was the caterpillar who, while the caterpillar is small, it moves along very slowly, it's on the ground, it is in danger of being stepped on Mm -hmm. because it doesn't move fast. It can't get out of your way. It is in danger of being eaten by other insects Mm -hmm. and other birds that are saying, hey, I'm I'm going through the process of hunger. And this caterpillar is moving slow works to my favor. Mm -hmm. But the caterpillar is also, I want you to hear this, while it is underfoot, while it is in danger of being eaten by other insects and birds, if it can just make it to the tree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a sermon right there, Janice. You preach that. <laughs> if it can just make it to the tree and climb on the tree, mm-hmm. it's now in a position where it's not on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's not underfoot. Pastor Leo Stoney, would you please take this and preach it? It's not on the ground. It's not underfoot. Watch this. It's not in danger of being eaten, because once it's on the tree, it builds a cocoon. The cocoon that it builds, it crawls inside of it. And here's what happens. It goes through a metamorphosis Over time, Mm -hmm. you don't see the caterpillar for a while. It's pulled off the burner. It is not showing itself. It is now in hiding. And some of us struggle. We want the change to come in our lives, but we don't want to have to come out of people's view. There are some times that God has to take you in a cave like he did with Elijah when he Mm -hmm. was talking about committing suicide. Mm -hmm. He had to put him in a cave until he did some work on him. He had to go ahead and take Gideon and put him in a wine press where, well, where he was threshing wheat because he had to hide him for a while. He had to take Jacob out into the middle of a field, send away all his wives, Mm -hmm. send away all of his property so that he could process him to be ready for a brother that he knew hated him. When God is about to put you on a different platform, he has to hide you from other people. And I know, I know that's why some people stay the same over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It is because they refuse for God to take them off of the back burner. You can't hide. Out with everybody, you can't go out with everybody, you can't keep being with your BFF, you can't keep going out to the movie in the mall. There are some places where God has got to take you off the scene, the S-E-E-N, before he brings you back on the S-C-E-N-E. He's got to take you off where everybody got their eyes on you, get ready, so he can put his hands on you. And if he can put his hands on you, the next time people look at you, you know, I'm amazed, Copas. I'm amazed, Denise, that after somebody hasn't seen me for a while, they say, you know, it seems like forever since I've seen you. Then here's what they say. You look so good, because I'm trying to figure out Why did you think that I should look bad just because you haven't seen me? Maybe you were looking at me during that time through eyes that have not changed because eyes that have not changed always see the bad in other people. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's why some people can never get over your past. They can never get over what you used to be because they are looking at you through unconverted eyes, through eyes that have not seen any change in themselves. Wow. Therefore, they can't possibly see any change in you because, once again, according to Titus chapter one, verse 15, Mm -hmm. Titus one, verse 15, to everyone that is pure, all things are pure. But to everyone that is unbelieving, then they are going to always see destruction in everyone else. Mm -hmm. So process number one shows you you. Process number two shows you others but then process number three get ready for this shows you what stages to look for the next time you go through process process shows you you number one it shows you others number two but then it shows you what to look for the next time you go through process i told you i'm sharing with you seven stages Seven characters or seven characteristics that you need to look for while going through process. Seven stages will let you know where am I in this process? How will I know that? Based on the people that I am surrounded with and how I respond at certain stages. Many people keep repeating the same process. I see you, overseer, Collins. Bless you, man of God. They keep repeating the same process. Uh, You know, you want to know why? Because they did not learn the stage from the last time they were in it. They get into a relationship, it gets to a certain level, it gets rough, they bail, Mm -hmm. they get with someone new, the new stage goes on, and the new relationship, they get to a level, something goes wrong, they bail and so they only get to the bail out level of every relationship or they're in the process of a relationship they get to a stage it turns into an argument we say to hell with everyone and we leave it at that so that every time you get to argument stage to hell with everyone is how you handle it Uh because you never dealt with that stage of process Uh you never dealt with yourself coming to that stage and you never dealt with people when they got to that stage Uh because we want to jump over certain things because it's uncomfortable Uh because it's not what I feel like At the time, but you can't get from 8 a.m. until 9 a.m. without going through 8 a.m. and one second, 8 a.m. and two seconds. And you've got to do that 60 times before you get to 8.01. And then you've got to do 8.01 and one second, 8.01 and two seconds. And you've got to do that 60 times before you get to 8.02. And do you know what? If you wait 12 hours, you're gonna be back at eight o'clock again, wow. and you've got to do 8.01. And if you wait 24, you're gonna be right back at the 8 a.m. again, because life is process, and you don't get to abort the process just because you don't like the process. So I share with you, at my last encounter, my last time with you, I was getting up to level number five.
0: Exactly. And I
1: started off by telling you that Hosea chapter four, verse six, Hosea chapter four, verse six, verse six says that my people are destroyed for lack, for lack of knowledge. Yes, they right. are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Right. Now it's right. not that knowledge was not there.
0: That's it.
1: It says, and because you have rejected knowledge, or based on what I just now said, because you tried to leapfrog over process, because you wanted to avoid certain seconds or minutes or hours because you wanted to make up for lost time yeah. that you've missed.
0: I should. I wish
1: I would have done this when I was 20. Well, you can't go back at 20 now that you're 60.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you, you've got to accept where you are at 60 and move from there. I, I, I used to go. I would have given you a run for your money. Mother, you mm-hmm. can't be in competition with your daughter. Nah. Sir, you cannot be in competition with your son. You have got to accept where you are at the stage of life that you are in. God says, because you have rejected knowledge, his reciprocity, I will also reject you. Remember, you reap what you sow. I told you Galatians chapter six, verse seven, Galatians six, verse seven. You've rejected knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best, my trendy daughter, Kim George. If you've rejected knowledge, then he says, I'm rejecting you. Watch this. I'm not going to go on and teach you all over again. Mm-hmm. If everybody else had to learn this, you don't get exempt from learning it. Come on. You have to go through what others have gone through as well, Amen. because you've rejected knowledge. I also reject you from being priest to me, meaning the position I was going to put you in. Uh-huh. I'm not going to put you there now. I know I promised you I'd make you the head and not the tail, but because you didn't want to learn, I can't put you there. Mm-hmm. I know I've told you you'd be above only and never beneath, but because you didn't want to learn, I can't let you be above. I know I said I was going to give you this job and you were you were set up for it, mm-hmm. but because you got to this point and then decided you no longer needed me, the job is going to go to somebody else. Yeah. Do you understand that you've got to keep up your continued end of the process in order for God to keep up his end of giving you progress. Did you hear me? You've got to keep up your end of the process in order for God to keep up his end of giving you progress. If the caterpillar says, I'm going to just build my cocoon right here on the ground, you know what's going to happen? Folk are going to step on it. The caterpillar is going to be crushed and die. And then, where it may have been just one bird that ate him, now a whole family of ants are going to come and eat him. Yeah. See, the moment you start slowing up and breaking off or falling back or backsliding or running away from what God has told you to do, you have become your own enemy. Come on, if God be for us, who Mm -hmm. can be against us? Well, the devil can't be against us because when God arises, our enemies are scattered. Mm -hmm. If if God is for us, who can be against us? Well, you do know that the devil can't really and all this ems can't be against you because according to Colossians, he conquered the devil and all of his um, devices on the cross of Calvary. If God is for you, who can be against you? All your haters? No, not all your haters, because when God arises and his enemies scatter, if you are on God's side, then your enemies scatter. So the only person that can be the enemy to you and your progress is you. You are the enemy. God bless you, Um, Bishop Barbara Amos, years ago. She said, the enemy is enemy. The late Whitney Houston said, nobody makes me do anything. I am my own worst enemy. Now, listen, if the bishop tells us that the enemy is enemy, and then a pop Icon tells us that you're your own worst enemy. you got to decide somewhere from either the secular arena or the spiritual arena that you can't keep blaming everybody for where you are. You can't keep blaming everybody for what's happened in your life. At some point, you're going to have to grow up instead of trying to get the glow up. Why don't you just grow up, accept responsibility, know what stage you are in, in the process so you don't keep repeating the same stages over and over again. Or, watch this, attracting the same people over and over again when you're going through the process. Once you learn, excuse me, the characters and the characteristics of process, you will then stop being attracted to yes. or becoming the same type of person yes. that keeps showing up to slow down your process. When we were dealing with Naaman, we, wow. d- we, we came up a great illustration was we saw the slave girl in 2 right. Kings chapter number five, verse 2. 2 right. Kings chapter 5, verse 2, which has been our parent scripture. Everybody would want to have somebody to submit. Yeah. Oh, she submitted. She submitted. Oh, that is so good. That's what I'm talking about. But the question is, you reap what you sow. Are you submitting? Are you being the slave girl? Some of you don't even want to hear the word submit in your marriage vows, but you want to be married. But once you take on the concept of being married, you don't get to be the big voice. You don't get to be the main one talking. You have to submit. You take on the person's name. You take on their destiny. And I'm going to say something for anybody who's thinking about getting married. Get ready for this. If you're not willing to submit to the young ladies, to submit to whoever's last name you're trying to take that's not the person for you to marry. If you can't trust them to make decisions for you, if you can't trust them to make a, to chart out your future for you, that's not who you should marry. Because once you get with someone, you take on their name, you take on their nature, and you take on their destiny. That's why the superficial things of clothes and looks and how they look and how they dress, that doesn't mean anything. They can look good, a devil can dress up, a demon can do his hair better. You've got to make sure that the person that you get with has the ability to chart the course for your Destiny. And, sir, you need to understand because the Bible teaches that a wife can sanctify her husband. So, sir, whoever you get with, don't get with her because she got a banging body or because she got that wop or because she got that good, good. You make sure you get with somebody that's got a prayer life, somebody that, when you're acting crazy, has the ability to intercede on your behalf and not push you into craziness. You need to make sure that when you're getting with somebody that that you understand the reality of who you're actually getting with. I was a little raw on that one, you know, but I hope they get a hold of that. Hope they get a hold of that. So you've got to know, everybody wants to have the slave girl. The question is, are you willing to be the slave girl? And then you saw that you had, the next one was the wife. The wife was one that she stood by her man. She submitted to her man. She stayed sexually active with her man. She did all of that with this issue. Now, even though you want somebody to stay with you, stand with you, and always meet your need, the question is, are you willing to stay with that person, stand with that person, and keep meeting their need? Oh, it's all good when it's somebody that we wanted to do for us. The question is, are you willing to be that. And we all want to have, oh my God, a king of Syria, yeah. the king of Syria, yeah. he was a support. He paid all the bills. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my t- Look, he paid all his bills, <laughs> gave Naaman full coverage, <laughs> took care of everything for Naaman. But the question is, while you want somebody to be that for you, are you willing to get yourself so established to stack all your stacks so well uh-huh. that when you get with somebody if he or she is not able to carry the load right. you are and not only are you able you're willing and able <clears throat> so beloved when you're looking at this thing called process uh-huh. everybody wants to have it right the question is are you willing to be it now we got to that fourth person and we all complain about the fourth one who was actually the king of Israel. That's right. And the king of Israel, he was supposed to be one that could have been a bridge to get Naaman from his sickness to his healing.
0: That's right. But he
1: wound up being a blockage simply because he had security issues. He was self-centered. He had low self-esteem. And because of that, He was not able to be like everybody else had been, Mm -hmm. submitted, standing by, supported. Mm -hmm. He now became one who was stubborn. Mm -hmm. He held up what could have been a quick process. Mm -hmm. And all of you have to realize that just like you may encounter some people who will be stubborn and hold up your process, You also, excuse me one second. Uh You also have to recognize that you might be in the very front of the zipper part. You might actually be the one who is stubborn. That's got security issues that keep on holding up people. That every time you get to a certain level, you wind up stopping at that same spot. Well, right. this is just where I am. Right, this right. is just who I am. Yes. This is just the way that I am. Yes. If you love me, accept this. Yes. And so you wind up being the hold up. I told you, come on. Process teaches you first and foremost yeah. about yourself. Right. Secondly, process shows you others. That's right. But then process shows you the stage you're in. Could it be, get ready, that the stage that you are in is because you keep being the hindrance to your own process?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: my, I, every job I go to is the same thing. Come on, this is what you say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All my relationships end up the same way. Yes. Every time I get a card, it does this. Every time I go, it does, listen. It can't be the same job cuz you've got a new one. Yeah. It can't be every it can't be the same thing with the relationships cuz you've got a new person. This your third one. It's your fourth one. You've got to now stop looking at I keep running into these types of people in my process and switch that and start saying, I am the individual yeah. in the process that keeps stopping me at this same spot.
0: Yeah.
1: I shared with you and I'm sharing with you these teachings right now because as I shared with you on past this past Wednesday, ignorance is not bliss. Yeah. I told you that. I also told you that what you don't know not only can hurt you, it can destroy you yeah. because my people are destroyed yeah. for a lack of knowledge. Right. I said that knowledge was available, but they rejected it. And so because they rejected knowledge, God says, I'm rejecting you. I told you that they once valued their walk and relationship with God, mm-hmm. but then they didn't want it. You know, it's kind of like we run to the church. We're not in the building now, but we're still having church. People would run to the church when things were going bad in their life. Oh, my husband's beating me. Oh, my wife is crazy. Oh, my children. Oh, oh whatever mm-hmm. the all is.
0: Yeah.
1: And once things get straightened out, mm-hmm. once we get healed, mm-hmm. once we realize we're not pregnant, once the Lord take away the, um, the, the disease, once all that, then all of a sudden it's like,
0: you know, I don't think
1: I really need to go to church that much. I, 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 don't, I don't think I need to really be in there that much. I, I got enough word. I think I want to do me for a while. And we fall off. Mm-hmm. And then we get shocked when stuff falls off. Right. Because see, if you got the job yes. while you were patiently going through process with God. Mm-hmm. You can't blame God when you lose the job because you stopped coming to God. If you were being sustained financially because you were giving your tithe and offering, you can't blame the devil if you stopped giving your tithe and offering and your money went away. Reciprocity teaches us you reap what you sow. And so um, when you start looking at things from a different perspective, you have to stop blaming everybody else for your process because you are learning first and foremost through process about yourself about others yes. and about what stage you are in so the king of israel i told you was having an emotional breakdown i think i used the word on this past wednesday he was having a hissy fit wow. he was just falling apart just losing it and he was losing it because of something he did not he didn't know he didn't know who he had lost in relationship Uh and he didn't know who he had left in relationship because I shared with you that they had just done the raids in second Kings chapter five, verse one, they had done the raids and taken the people from Israel. The slave girl was in second Kings chapter five, verse two, came from Israel, but the king of Israel didn't even miss her. She said there is a prophet in Israel that Naaman can get through. The king didn't even know he had a prophet in his own area. There are those that don't even recognize how good a relationship was that they had. They think that a side piece, they think that a two piece, they think that a two piece and a biscuit. It's going to be better than the whole meal that they had. Everybody everybody just wants a snack. Nobody wants the full meal, because yeah. the full meal takes spending some time in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. A snack you can drive through. And that's why most of our relationships, Janice um, and Steph the best, when we were doing our um, back to basics teaching, they, they hit me up to something. Hit me up is an old term. That's my generation. But they hit me up to a term. And that term is not relationship, but situationship. And situationship is when you just get with people based on the situation. I I have this person when I want to go to the movies. I got this person because he pays my bills. I got this person because she's good in bed. I got this person because she looked good in public. Because see, I don't want to have to deal with the one person being everything. That's too much work. I simply want. I want a little bit of this. I want this to be the person I talk to. This to be the person I go to the movies with. I want this to be the movie that the individual that gives me money. I'm trying my best, my sister, sister, Cynthia Maddox, thank you so much for letting me minister for you all this morning. And so we have so many situationships that are going on. And then we're trying to figure out why do I feel like I'm being pulled in so many directions? Why do I feel like, watch this, I'm schizophrenic. I've got multiple voices talking to me because you are right now trying to be Mm -hmm. multiple people in multiple situations and you've opened a door for demonic activity to make you have to pretend to be this over here and pretend to be this over here and and pretend to be this over here as opposed to being Yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 Josiah. Yeah. There's a difference between fast food and fine dining.
0: Yeah.
1: There is a difference. There's an absolute difference. And so many people are right now blaming God while they're going through process when you could really get through process if you'd stop being stuck on the bridge.
0: Yeah.
1: If you could get past this level where he had self esteem issues, where he had insecurities, where he was always thinking it had to be about him, that he couldn't celebrate nobody else. He couldn't be happy for nobody. He saw everybody's coming through him, watch this, as if they had to get stuck at him y'all miss what I said sometimes all you're supposed to be in somebody's life I don't know if you're ready for this um, when I was growing up I'm telling my age now I know you all say but when I was growing up I was once a patrol a patrol boy was one we had to get we got the ability to wear the orange belt that came across here went across our waist and we we were monitors in the hallway and we were also out in the street so that after you got to a certain grade you could go out in the street because you had shown yourself get ready capable of giving direction in the hallways so they trusted you on the street with watching the traffic lights, telling people when to come across and when not to come across. They have police to do that now. Uh But when I was growing up, I was the traffic cop where I would be out in the street after I had proven myself in the hallway. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I had proven my ability to give direction from classroom to classroom. Then they were trusting me with giving direction with traffic lights so that nobody get hit by a car most people want to immediately hit the street when you haven't learned nothing in in the house god there are so many people i don't want church i don't need church i don't need god i don't want to come to bible study i don't want to get me learning you you have not been taught in the house but you think you can run stuff on the street once i got in the street i was the traffic cop i would tell the kids come on this way come on come on And if somebody was walking too slow, I would go and get them by the hand because I was a sixth grader. I would get them by the hand and walk them across the street because I was the big kid when they were just first, second, and third and fourth graders, Mm -hmm. I would be, and there was always, get ready, there was always an older teacher that was standing on the sidewalk making sure that I did what I was supposed to do. See, you've got to always be willing, even though I was the one that was the level four, I was the bridge to get the person from one area to another, I had to make sure that I was submitted to somebody that was standing on the curb watching me to make sure I did what I was supposed to do. Everybody wants to give somebody direction, but they don't want to submit to no one. Everybody wants to tell everybody else what they need to do and they won't take their own advice. Everybody wants to tell everybody, here's how you need to get your life in order, but their life is jacked up. Listen, do not take constructive criticism from people who have never built anything. I'll say it again, do not take constructive criticism from people who have never built anything. What have you built? You're riding on the coattail of somebody else. What have you built? You just have a room in a building that somebody else built. What have you built? Have you built your marriage? Have you built your own name? Have you built your self-esteem? Have you built your bank account? What have you built? Yet you're criticizing somebody who at least is grinding. You're criticizing somebody who's at least trying. You cannot take, I want you all to hear me, you cannot Take constructive criticism from people who have never built anything. Check their life. Before you send me to hell, let's check yours and see if you're going to heaven. Before you bring out all of my faults and my flaws, let's check yours to see whether you're walking the straight and narrow that you want to see me on. I'm telling you, over and over and over again, people in the so-called church are so hypocritical because we are espousing doctrines and dogmas to others that we're not even willing to follow ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's why we don't want to give anybody a chance and we think they ought to be over it by now and they ought to be stronger by now and you've been dealing with this for 15 years yeah Yeah. see you can point out that you've been seeing them deal with it for 15 years because it took you 30 years to get out of yours so now you've been watching everybody else with a critical gossiping, self-righteous eye as opposed to helping them to get across The street to make it to the next level. Don't be with your religious dogma, with your religious doctrine. Forget that we serve a God of relationship and He wants to hold your hand and walk you across what could be a very tough area to get to the next spot. Okay, here we go. So, why is this so very, very important? Because see, this guy, number four, this fourth guy, he had obviously not been um, utilizing the godly wisdom that he had because wow. Elisha was there the whole time. And here's what he winds up saying, "Am my God, that this man would send a man to me for me to heal him. Second Kings chapter five, verse seven. seven, second Kings chapter five, verse seven. He did not even know the relationship that he had in his kingdom. He started tearing his clothes. I I started thinking about this. I started thinking about this because he got so into his own emotional bag Mm -hmm. until he could not even see the letter for what it was that he got from the king of Syria. Uh, It was a letter of respect. It It was a letter of saying, hey, look, I, I know you've got something over there I don't have over here. And so I'm submitting myself to you. Watch this. And I, I, I don't know, Cole Joshua. I don't know if you noticed this, but he is sending his captain of his army yeah. over into the area where the captain of the army had just raided them right, and right. took the slave girl.
0: Right.
1: I'm sending over the lead of my army that you could actually kill him while he's there and put my entire military troop in disarray. But I'm trusting you, oh my. Do you understand that when somebody comes and exposes their vulnerability to you, that's a level of trust? Yeah. It's not for you to dig your finger in and say, I knew you wasn't nothing. I knew you wasn't no good. I already knew you was jacked up. I knew what you was doing. I when somebody reveals their vulnerability to you, That is a level of trust that is not a usual thing. And we know it didn't always go well because when the king of Israel started venting, venting, ranting, tearing his clothes, what he was doing in his bedroom chamber hit the streets because Elisha said, why are you tearing your clothes? Well, Elisha wasn't in it. Look, y'all, it says in verse number eight that Elisha said, why are you tearing your clothes? Elisha wasn't in his room, he was in the kingdom. But he, when, when you start venting and ranting privately, you've got to check, I told you this Wednesday, go back and watch the one for Wednesday. You've got to be careful of who you vent in front of yeah. because everybody you tell your secrets to, don't keep your secrets. What, 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 what's, what's the girl's name that says, I'll keep your secrets, the pianist, the pianist, Alicia Keys. I'll keep your secrets. Y'all's name ain't Alicia Keys. (laughs) You ain't keeping nobody's secret. As a matter of fact, there was a study that's done. I told y'all I got my little degree in psychology and religion. And they asked the question, where's the most damage done emotionally to an individual? Is it done when somebody is going through the ultimate level of grieving because of death? And they did the study and found out that the death and grieving process yes. is not as damaging to a person psychologically and emotionally, get ready, as a person that goes through divorce. Wow. Death was preferred over divorce. Why? Because Rick Minor, love you, man, longtime friend. Because when death takes place, yes, Lord. all your secrets die with the spouse that you were with. That's right. But when divorce takes place, all your secrets are still alive with the person that you're no longer connected to. Yeah. Yeah. Folk would rather that the person that they were with would die mm. than to divorce. Because you can never live down what the people know about you especially when you're no longer with them and they're trying to make themselves look good. (laughs) Woo! What you say, Sister Sharon, divorce is like dismemberment. Exactly. Uh, Uh, you're, You're still alive, but there's a part of you that's missing, but you still are wounded. You're still wounded. So it is important that when this man had his temper tantrum, I've got about seven more minutes to get this before we close up. When he had his temper tantrum, it's dangerous for a king to have a temper tantrum. All of you who are type A personalities, all of you who are natural born leaders, all of you who have to have the last say, all of you who have to be in charge, who can't take directions, who can't take a back seat, you're dangerous. We're dangerous. I'm a type A personality. You're dangerous because, see, you never think you should submit. And the reason why you never think you should submit is because you've always surrounded yourself with people who submitted to you. And when you've always surrounded yourself with people who submitted to you, you don't know how to take advice. I told you, I'm telling on myself, it took the Holy Ghost of God and 63 years for me to get it together. You do not know how to submit. Because you are used to and, and listen, if you've had to always fend for yourself, if you have always been somebody that was single and felt uncovered, if you were always someone who felt like nobody would protect you, then you don't know how to submit. You don't know how to say, OK. You're right. You don't know how to do it. It takes the Holy Ghost of God. The bad thing is that most people who claim to have the Holy Ghost Mm -hmm. still don't know how to submit, Ah. still won't take a back seat still won't yield because they have the Holy Ghost in theory, but not in activity. This king did not know how to pass something on. He didn't know how to take the letter and then send the man to who had the answer. He said, am I God? Nobody thought you were God. You just lost a few wars and lost half of the people in your kingdom. We didn't think you were God. What we were thinking is that you at least had enough sense to know how to pass somebody on to the next person. That's why I titled this talk for today that this is not even your problem. That's why the title of this teaching is that this is not even your problem. You're dealing with something that's not even your problem. You're dealing with an issue that's not even yours because you thought that the buck stops here. It starts and finishes with me. And you now have stuff on your plate and then you want to complain and want somebody to feel sorry because of how much stuff you've got on your plate. You've made yourself a victim. You've made yourself a martyr. You've made yourself someone that is as if everybody ought to feel sorry for you. You brought this on your plate. For as much as you've got on your plate, who walk up to the buffet with the plate and put it on there. You talk about how much you got on your plate. Who took on all of this responsibility? Who took it on? And you always say, well, if I don't do it, nobody else will. You won't release it to anybody else because you think nobody else can do but you. All type A personalities all natural born leaders, all choleric individuals, all who have ever had to fend for themselves, every person that's been divorced, every person that's single, everybody that has had to do it on their own don't know how to release. And because you don't know how to release, you now give yourself Health issues, you give yourself mental issues because all of that's in your body because you don't know how to let it out. You wait in the exhale, but you keep holding your breath. You won't even breathe. You won't even give yourself the right to breathe, to say, no, I think you, I think you can do a better job than me. We can't admit that because we already think that we are right. So nobody and do a better job than us. And as a result of that, guess what winds up happening? The job never goes any higher than you. Listen, you all, this is a powerful thing. It is now dealing with this level four who messed up so badly until when you keep on reading, Naaman was willing to do what the slave girl said, yeah. willing to do what his wife said, no question, yeah. willing to do what the king of Syria said, no question. But by the time he got to the king and watched the king do the temper tantrum, the next person he went to, he started arguing with that person. Right. Yeah. Because whoever comes through you when you're jacked up, they take on the jacked up mentality of you. Yes. There were people that were nicer till they got in con- oh my. my! His temper tantrum messed everything up. And when a king has a temper tantrum, it can start a war. Right. Yeah. When a king has a temper tantrum, it affects the whole kingdom. Here's what I want to ask you. How many of you have actually had someone that you blew up so much until now, the relationship that could have been good, you blew that relationship up. Some of you have blown up your marriage. You're just going through the motions of the marriage. It ain't even a marriage. It's just a partnership that you're doing for the sake of public view. There's nothing there because you blew it up because you couldn't submit. How many of you have had employees or people that worked for you? keep having job turnover. Nobody wants to work for you or stay with you.
0: Yeah.
1: It is because you became somebody that had security issues, level four, yeah. and blew up every time so that you keep having people around you, but nobody wants to stay with you. Yeah. He, he had that. And when he blew up like that, it illustrated that he had instabilities. Yeah. And he was unstable. That's right. And can I tell you something about being unstable? When you are unstable in front of your subjects, your subjects question whether you're stable when you're not around them. Right. I can't trust what you say when I'm not in your presence because I know what you said when I was in your presence. See, instability makes people not trust you. How, how many of you have mishandled individuals and you, you treated them like cattle? Mm. You just hustle them from here, hustle them from there. I'm talking to someone, bishop, pastor, prophet, leader, parent, you've mishandled your children. You have mishandled the people that work in your ministry. You've mishandled people that you employ. You've mishandled folk. You've brought children into stuff that were grown up issues between their mother and their father. But instead of talking directly to the father or directly to the mother, you talk to the child about the father or talk to the child about the mother. That's your own insecurity issues. You have now, who are supposed to be a leader, talking to someone beneath you, which means that you really aren't on this level. You are mentally and emotionally on the level of the child. How many things have you blown up because you were level four? Was supposed to be a bridge and you became a blockage to someone else but by the time you get to level five i'm gonna give you these i'm gonna hunk them all, and we're gonna open them up on wednesday oh, by the time you get to level five elisha the slave girl symbolizes submission mm-hmm. the wife symbolizes support right. the king of syria i'm sorry the wife symbolizes standing and staying right. the king of syria symbolizes supporting yeah. The king of Israel symbolizes self-esteem issues, right. security issues, but Elisha symbolizes stability.
0: Right.
1: He symbolizes stability. Look what Elisha says, and I'm gonna open it up on Wednesday because my time is gone. He says here in verse number eight. He says, "King of Israel, why have you torn your clothes?
0: Right, right.
1: Why have you torn your look? Look, look, look at stability." Stability offers serenity. Why have you torn your clothes? See, he doesn't come in on the level where the king is. I'm gonna open it up later. Okay. He doesn't come in where the king is. He comes in with serenity. Why have you, why have you torn your clothes? Why are you acting like this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? I wanna know, I wanna know, cause I don't have time, my, my time is gone. I, I, I wanna know, have you ever stopped long enough to ask yourself why? Do I act like this? I mean, why does somebody always have to point it out to you? Because the moment they point it out, you know you're going to reject it. Mm -hmm. the moment they point it out, you know you're going to point out their flaws. Have you ever asked yourself? Mm -hmm. Self-check is the book that my daughter wrote. Go online. What's that line number again? Mm -hmm. Amazon. Go on Amazon. Get your niece's book on self-check. Why? Why, why is it always someone else's fault?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, why am I so nasty?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do I have a quick temper? Why do I do this every time I get to this point? Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not always somebody else doing it, somebody else being the stage. You have to be mm-hmm. what you want to see when you're going through process. Mm-hmm. Are you what? You are expecting everybody else to be to you. Sir, are you being the faithful person that you want your wife to be? Wife, are you being the faithful person that you want your husband to be? Or have you got some emotional August entanglements going on? Because even though it may not be sexual, Mm -hmm. emotional entanglements are worse than sexual ones. Mm -hmm. Because the sexual ones can be walked away from but the emotional ones, the person can be gone and you're still tied into them. I'm praying for you right now. I'm praying, my time is up. I'm praying, I'm gonna open this up some more on Wednesday. I'm sticking a pin right here, but I'm praying for someone who's gotten entangled. You've gotten entangled in sin. You've gotten entangled in some issues and God is calling for you right where you are. You're thinking that God doesn't want me. I've messed up too much. There's no way that I can be saved. There's no way I can be any good. uh, 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 just like, 8 o'clock and one second doesn't stay longer than 60 seconds. 802 is coming. Yes, you can move from where you are if you're willing yes, for the change. Just lift your voice to the Almighty God and pray this simple prayer for me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus here I am.
0: Here
1: I, am. I, hear your word. I hear
0: your word.
1: You're talking to me. Talking to me. I, want to it, I want to avoid it, but I can't run from it, run from it. today. I surrender. I give my life to you. Come into my heart. heart. Get me off of the bridge. bridge. Help me to get to the next level level. so that I can be a blessing blessing. to myself myself and to others. others. Save my soul. soul. Take control of my life. life. In In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Listen, if you prayed that prayer right now, I want you to go to my website, www.fummd.com. Yeah. www.fummd.com, where it says connect with us. And you can connect with us. Fill out that form that says that you were in this teaching today, that you heard that word, and that you wanted to make a commitment. You can be a member of this ministry wherever you are in the world. My sister, Linda Nelson, God bless you. I love you so much. It's important that you understand that distance does not separate you from God. It may take you from a building, but it doesn't take you from his presence. If you go on there and fill that out, you can be a part of this ministry. I'll be praying for you as I'm praying all night. Each night, I'll cover you and believe God and you'll start seeing miracles happen in your life that you didn't even pray for and you'll know it's because somebody was praying for you and that someone is going to be me. I I want to invite you, no matter how far away you've gotten, it is possible for you to get it right today because just like the caterpillar climbed on the tree and there was a shift, you can climb on a tree called Calvary. Mm. There can be a metamorphosis, a change in you. And Jesus will keep you from under the feet of people so that all of the other stuff that's happening in your life won't destroy you. Now, if you are a member of a ministry, praise God. We're happy that you're doing that. Be committed. Be faithful in yes. that ministry, yes. faithful in their teaching times, faithful in their times of coming in service, but also faithful in your giving to that ministry. I know that everybody may not be in the building right now. They're shutting back down in some areas, but you can still give your tithes and your offerings in your ministry. Yes. Let your man of God, your woman of God, your pastor, your prophet, your bishop, let them know that you are a faithful member and you'll do that by your tithes being given in. Amen. And if you don't have a ministry and you say, Brother Sturdivant, you've become the ministry for me during this time. Well, we thank God. I'm not taking the place of anything, but if you see that God has an oil on my life
0: yes. for what's
1: happening in your world, feel free to tithe into our ministry. That is on cash after the dollar sign, Faith United 7905. Faith United 7905. You can give your tithe and your offering there for Faith United Ministries. Or you can go on to our um, website, www.fummd.com and go under Give the Five. It's a secured area. You can give your tithe and your offering there. Or if you're saying, Brother Sturdivant, I've been in the word of the Lord enough to know that you have to bless the ones who are blessing you. You've got to sew up. You have to sow up to the oil that you want to see come down upon you. So as you sow up to that oil, feel free. If you choose to sow to co-pastor who is faithful, being here, you hear her in the background over and over again, um, getting all of the things together, learning the process, showing these types of things and activities, I want you to just go ahead. She has a cash app as well. It's the dollar sign and just her name, Mm -hmm. Pamela Sturdivant. That's it. The dollar sign. Pamela Sturdivant. Yes, yes. If you if you say, well, Brother Sturdivant, I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to spell her name right, you can go to the same cash app for the ministry yes. and just hashtag whatever you want to give and just say co-pastor. Don't worry about her name, just say yes. co-pastor. Yes. When you hashtag Faith United Ministries, you want to give there, just hashtag it co-pastor. Mm-hmm. And if I've spoken into your life, spoken to something concerning your life, you say, Brother yes. Sturdivant, I want to be a blessing to you. Yes. I've got a cash app handle as well. And that one is Dr. J.E.S. It's the dollar sign, capital D, lowercase R, capital J, capital E, capital S. And you can sew there or you can go on our website and on that same Faith United Ministries website Mm -hmm. using your credit card. You can just hashtag whatever you want to give pastor Mm -hmm. and it will go to me. Now, as I close, let me just tell you. I know many people, when it comes to the close of it, you know, I'm going to talk about giving and you log off, you know, don't log off. That's, that's a continuation of knowing how to get through process. I'm not trying to get something from you. I'm trying to get something to you. You cannot, you cannot reap a harvest if you don't sow a seed. Mm -hmm. So the seed is what puts you in position for harvest. You can sow your way out of poverty. I've seen it happen in Nigeria. You can sow your way out of bankruptcy. It's just a matter of being consistent with what you are asked to do. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this to you, um, and that's F-U-M-M-D. F-U-M-M-D. You did. Thank you so much. (laughs) So uh, I want to say to you that today, 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 get ready. Go ahead. You can even come in your pajamas if you want to, because you don't have to get out the car. Come to us at 7905 Fernham Lane in District Heights, Maryland. That's why we ask you to sow into the ministry. 7905 Fernham Lane in District Heights, Maryland. We're giving away groceries today. This is our last giveaway before Thanksgiving. Did you all know Thanksgiving is Thursday? We have got so much food. We have been working with, with Giant. We've been working with Target. We've been working with Moms, Aldi's. And wise. wise and listen. This week we picked up. What's it called? Save a lot. Save a lot. That's was getting ready to say shop a lot, but it's yeah. save a lot. Yeah. We have workers save a lot, and we've got stuff there. Please come by. We've got it for you. You're sewing and giving. Come on and pick up something. And maybe you're saying, Brother Sturdivant, the Lord has blessed me so very much. I don't need groceries this year. Thank God. But I want to bless you all for giving away groceries. Listen, all you've got to do is go to that same. United 7905 on Cash App, mm-hmm. or go to that website, www.fummd.com at GiveLify, mm-hmm. and just give your seed on GiveLify, give your seed on Cash App, and hashtag it Outreach, mm-hmm. O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H and that will help us to keep doing what we're doing. We love you today. Definitely. We appreciate you. Yes. I want you to tune in on this coming Wednesday. Yes, this yes. coming Wednesday, just before Thanksgiving. Some of you, well, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. You ain't cooking nothing. You're gonna get, yes. get a stick in a microwave dinner right. with social distancing. Some of you know that you can't even be with the people like you want to, but that's on Thursday. Wednesday, I want you to come so I can tell you the benefits of having an Elisha in your life. You need a level five person in your life. You need somebody that's a level five, especially when you've gone through the frustration of a level four. You need a level five, because they're the ones that are going to make the connection so that what you're looking for comes a lot quicker than it looked like it was going to come. I love you. I appreciate you until Wednesday. Don't abort the process. Amen. Process is necessary for progress.
0: Amen. And I'll
1: see you on the other
0: side. I love you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.